Brad is a bad person, is looking for an editor. Working with a small and very laid-back team, we need someone who shares our sense of humour to help take our raw recordings and turn them into the magic that we release every fortnight. Audio editing experience is absolutely not essential, but a willingness to learn and an ear for detail are. If this sounds like you or someone you know, please get in touch with us at bradisabadperson at gmail.com. Now enough from me, back to our regularly scheduled programming. Welcome to Brad is a Bad Person. We've been talking about philosophy this season and specifically ethics. Now, as a reminder, last episode, Brad and Lachlan both said that they would kill a stranger for money. So all week I've been thinking about that and I'm a bit jaded by it. So we're going to talk about uh, something else today. We had more episodes on ethics planned, but we'll come back to them later in the season. So what are we talking about today? Well, as I said, I've been thinking about last episode all week. And what I've been thinking is, maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe nothing matters. Maybe this entire universe is an illusion, and we're all just pawns in some cruel game. (laughs) So that sounds like a fun episode. My name is Morgan, and I'll be your host for this episode. I am joined by Brad, who is a bad person, and Lachlan, who is also a bad person. (laughs) How's it going, scoundrels? (laughs) Uh, Welcome to the dark side, Lachlan. Stay salty. Um, well, uh, salty th- week. Thanks for asking sole good person remaining in the podcast. <laughs> right, I'll try not to bring up the box again. We can talk about it in the <laughs> recap episode or something like that. But <laughs> Well, I can't promise I'll try, but I'll try to try. Okay. <laughs> so, Brad, today we're talking about epistemology, which is a theory of knowledge. So it's about what we know and how we can be sure that we know those sort of things. So we're going to get real deep on this and talk about our fundamental assumptions about the world around us. Mm. So, Brad, do you even exist at all? Oh, man, that's deep. Uh, I think... <laughs> yes or no, quick. Therefore, I am. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll get to that later. Okay, so there are a few things we can talk about to examine whether or not uh, we can be sure that reality is what it seems. One thought experiment is the brain in a vat, which suggests that maybe we don't have bodies, Maybe we're just brains in jars hooked up to electrodes that stimulate us in certain ways to give us sensory perception. Ooh. So, Brad, yes. are we a brain? Are we brains in vats? Well, if I'm a brain in a vat, uh, I would ask them to stimulate me in a different manner because I wouldn't mind being like a billionaire with <laughs> just hot ladies draped all over me. You know, I think if you're gonna put me in a vat, at least give me a good life. You know. <laughs> You think it's cruel to put yeah. have have the ability just with a computer program or whatever you know signals to make a great life, and you're choosing just to make a normal average life. Yeah, well, someone whoever's hitting the buttons is uh, is stooging me. I'm a <laughs> menial worker in a sales position. <laughs> Only sure. one girlfriend. Yeah, exactly. Surely you make me like Dan Balzerian or something like that. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Give a brain a chance. You know what I'm saying? Maybe uh, maybe Dan Balsarian <laughs> is the brain in the vat and we're all just part of the simulation. <laughs> oh, man, that is getting deep. Stop. <laughs> um, what do you think, Lachlan? Have you thought about this, the brain in the vat? I've thought way too much about this. <laughs> I, uh, 
I was having a conversation with my wife about this earlier today, um, and I blew her mind. Oh, God. Uh, if, if she was a brain in a vat, uh, it's just a vat full of goo now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I don't know, man. It's it's my uh, my mind wasn't ready for this episode. Yeah, yeah. This one's gonna be pretty full on. And you guys could. Uh, I said I wasn't gonna mention the box, but you guys could have avoided this. <laughs> um, oh, also, it's our fault. You're gonna make his questionnaire existence. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm sending everyone through an existential crisis because I'm annoyed at you guys. <laughs> um, so, the idea of this thought experiment, at least, is to say that. Uh, if you can't be sure that you're not a brain in the vat, then how can you be sure of anything? You know, can you know can you know anything objectively at all if you don't know whether you're a brain in the vat? No, no. Well, exactly. Yeah, you can't. So it's like the ultimate skepticism. Ultimate. Uh, I think it's academic skepticism or whatever they say. Just that you can't know anything. Mm. I think. Um, I don't know if I'm jumping the gun here, but does it matter if if we couldn't possibly tell that we're a brain in a vat does it matter if we are well does it matter to you not really <laughs> well yeah well we're going to be cuz we're going to talk a, about a few different things and mm. then um, we're probably going to finish the episode with a big does it matter sort of thing yeah, but I... the idea here is that if if somebody's not following this properly the idea is that you know when you look at your hands that maybe your hands aren't actually in front of you maybe you're getting your brain is in a vat and it's getting stimulated to think that something's in front of you that you recognize as your hands. And when you touch something, a different part of your brain is getting stimulated to tell you that you're touching something. So you're really, the whole world is an illusion. It's all just in your mind. Or in your vat, yep. Yeah, Yeah. in your brain (laughs) vat. So... Mate, you, I think we need to put some sort of warning at the start of this episode because some people are going to be sitting there, (laughs) look down at their hands and that's just going to be it. Like, (laughs) what? So... Brad, uh, people say, uh, I know that all the time. Like, they start a sentence with, I mm-hmm. know that. Like, I know the sky is blue. Mm-hmm. But do you think it would be more accurate to say, to me, the sky appears blue, but I understand that I could be being fooled by someone? I guess it would be more accurate, but I think it'd take a lot longer to get through a sentence. Uh- <laughs> right. So, that's that's the implicit thing. That's the crux uh, of the issue. <laughs> but that's that's implied whenever you say you know something. It's like... When you're saying you know something, you're saying it's based on, you know, what I can observe. I perceive the sky as blue. Yeah. 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 So for the, you, you, what, for sake accuracy for speed. Yeah. So, but. For it, brevity's it sake. Yeah. If, if you guys both think it's a possibility that we're a brain of that, then we can't really say that we know something. We should really be saying, I believe that. Or yeah, it that seems is, to me yeah. that the sky is blue. I, believe that that is correct <laughs> i believe that i'm not a brain in a vet but i have why? no why? definitive way to prove that i'm not apart from well, saying how can you believe that then faith <laughs> george michael gotta have faith yeah exactly <laughs> all right well um we've got a few other things to talk about with um along this sort of lines and uh you can probably imagine that it's going to get a little bit abstract and silly. Oh, so God. we're going to try to ground it in something that we already know. So there's going to be a few pop culture references, and we're going to start with um, Rick and Morty, if that's all right with you guys. All right, let's do it. I want my Szechuan sauce! Oh, Ree! Ree! oh my God. It's funny that you mentioned that, Lachlan, because for all the shit Rick and Morty <laughs> gets because of a small percentage of its fans that are just totally insufferable, we have to admit that the show is certainly thought-provoking. It is a very deals good with show. Yes, interesting philosophical topics. It's also it's a very good show. I'm just scared to admit that I watch it in public uh, for fear of being associated with you know those people. Sorry, what do you mean by those people, Logan? The autists. <laughs> <laughs> Some of their fans are uh, special, obnoxious so, to say the least. For me personally, the thing about Rick and Morty is that it often makes me feel sick and sometimes i can't figure out why so sometimes i watch an episode and i think ah great now i'm having an existential crisis thanks for that (laughs) so there are a couple times this happened in particular and one of them was in the episode morty night run where they go to blips and chits which is like an arcade in another galaxy or another dimension Oh, oh yeah and rick forces morty like he just shoves the helmet on him he doesn't ask him rick forces morty to play a game called roy where you just live out someone's entire life in virtual reality, and Morty plays for 55 years of game time. So essentially, Morty experiences another entire life 
in the span of like I guess a few real minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But he thinks he's spent fifty-five years as someone else. So you've both seen that episode, I take oh, it. Yes, 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 yes. All right, Brad. So let's talk about that. When Morty was playing, did Roy exist? Well, no. Why? Because you can see he's actually a game. But that... I mean, in, in this fictional world, he, he was playing a video game, so I don't think he yes. existed. He was a program. But did it? So, but this is uh, this is getting tricky. If, if we're if we're being simulated, <laughs> then if you're being simulated, yes. do you exist right now? Do I, well. I mean, if you can definitively prove I'm being simulated, then I guess I don't. Let's not put that condition on it, Brad. How do you know you're not Roy? I, how do you know you're not some kid in arcade? I have no arcade? way to prove that I'm not Roy. That's yeah, how do you don't thing. exist? For all intents and purposes, then, you don't no, exist by your that's logic. that's not how that works. <laughs> that is absolutely how that works. No, you can't just say... How is it not how it works? Explain. How is there possible if there's... If there's it's not fair. What do you mean it's not there's fair? There's no way to say for me to definitively prove. I can just say there's no proof to the counter. Yeah. But that's fucked. It doesn't mean... <laughs> It doesn't mean that you don't exist, but you could imagine if somebody mm-hmm. said inside the game, yes. said to Roy, hey, you know, this universe is all a lie and we're just a video game inside some other universe. Yeah. Then, you know, what would Roy say to that? He'd be like, no, you're crazy. Yeah, he'd say, oh, no, that's not true. No, but he'd say what Brad's saying now. Yeah, I agreed. This is probably how someone who's being simulated would act. I'm not saying that. Uh-huh. What I'm saying is if there was a test to prove that I was a video game and then someone said, look, here you go, here's the evidence, you're a video game. And I go, well, guess I don't exist then. <laughs> no, that's not the reaction you would have. You would, well, no, you I would probably burst brain into would tears melt. Yeah, and just fucking <laughs> cease to function. But yeah, I'm just saying that I wouldn't, yeah, I, I'd know, well, because then you start questioning like free will and choices and stuff. If you're a video game, are you, are you actually doing anything? Like, Good question. That is, Do you have free will? That is a great question. Mm. We'll, we'll I, talk I have about- a follow up. I have a follow-up question. Sorry, uh, uh, Morgan, to interrupt Oh, yeah, yeah. Follow-up yeah. question for Brad. Oh, fucking hell. Um, Brad, would you go back to the carpet store after you beat your cancer? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to bring that up, actually. <laughs> like, when he comes out and they're like, you beat cancer. We went back to the carpet store. <laughs> um, no, I would not go back to the carpet store, I don't think. That's that's mental. Surely that's a life-changing experience, but I think that's the joke, isn't it? Yes. Uh, anyway. Um, and if you were self-aware, if you knew that you're in a video game, you mm. just start, you know, presumably you'd um start doing immoral things, I guess, or, or acting erratically. Yeah. Well, my question to you, Brad, is if I said to you you're part of a video game, you're going to say no, I'm not. That's crazy. But Roy would say the same thing. Yes. So you just said Roy didn't exist. Yes. You said Roy didn't exist. So how do you know that you exist? <laughs> That's what I mean. I can't prove that I that I do or that I don't exist. No, so for didn't, all intents and purposes, I both exist and don't exist. Didn't you just quote Rene Descartes and say, "I think, I think therefore, therefore I am." I, yes. therefore I, yeah, am. I did. Say he that. doesn't understand what that means. No. What does it mean? <laughs> oh man, oh, no. like, I have a general idea, but I'm not going to be able to give you like a. See, this is the thing. I don't have any preparation going into this. You know that. That's not fair. The basic concept is that I I have a mind that's a stage, and I can present everything that i you know my mind's my stage i think about things and yeah. because i can do that i must exist or something to that because okay. because you have consciousness yes yeah, so consciousness yeah, my own stage the conscious my own consciousness stage. you actually did a pretty good job of explaining that his, his thought was like he can't be sure that he can trust his senses mm-hmm. to be telling him things are the way they are but if he's at least able to reflect on himself then he mm-hmm. must exist in some form Maybe not in, yeah. So, when you said that Roy didn't exist, I would say to you, Roy did exist, but he existed um, as Morty. That was really Morty, but it was, like, he was, you know. Yeah. Man, it's getting (laughs) fucked. (laughs) Roy existed. He was just, like, an extension of Morty at that point. Well, to to my point, I guess... Where I was sort of going with that, and I this could be completely retarded, and I'm sure you'll point that out. Um, if it is, if yeah. you were to tell him that he didn't exist and that he was a simulation of a computer game or not, I would also like if he then starts, he accepts it and then starts doing his own thing. Does he start to exist then? Like, does it? That's sort of where oh. I was going. Like, because then you realize that you're not 
you know, well, you weren't doing anything of your own free will before that, but then he starts to act in what he believes in. Does he start existing at that point, or is he just... Is he capable of free will? Yeah, though? I don't even know, man. This is getting fucking deep. Oh, yeah. Are you capable of free will? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about free will in another episode, I think. Okay. Um, so, you, this is a question to both of you guys. Yeah. Um, if a game like this were invented, would you play it, or is one trip through this mortal universe already enough to bear? Ugh. I'd definitely play it. You would? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Which, I think curiosity would get the better of me, to be honest. Like, the whole idea freaks me out, I'm not going to lie. Like, for you to live another existence and then all of a sudden just be like, oh, completely different body that I'd forgotten about. Um, you know, I'm in an arcade game and I've just popped out or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that- my My thinking is... That by playing this game, mm-hmm. you essentially have infinite lives. <laughs> yeah, basically. that is also the other. I guess you appealing. can you can do whatever you want inside this game. Mm. That but would... you wouldn't be self-aware inside the game, surely. No, that's true. You wouldn't be. Like that's Roy didn't know he was inside a game, and that nothing. That's a good point. Of consequence. Mm-hmm. It would be interesting to see if I did things differently on. Uh, multiple playthroughs, as a yeah, like of the same thing. Yeah, like yeah, that's right. When you come out, yeah, you've got different save states. You can look over and you go, yeah, I crushed it that time, or no, I ended up as a homeless prostitute or something like that. Exactly. That right Again, we're yeah. getting into something we're going to be talking about later, but that would be a good test to see if um, determinism is correct or not. Okay, but we can get into that another. Um, <laughs> Lachlan, you said you would essentially have infinite lives. Correct. And uh, as you guys know, I like to do some maths, so I did that. <laughs> <laughs> oh and I, I agree with you. I think it would essentially be a cure for mortality because you could live almost an endless number of lives. It's like Groundhog so, Day. Well, think Except about it. Groundhog like, Life. Groundhog Life. <laughs> <laughs> think about it like this, guys. Let's say you played this game 50 times per day for the rest of your life mm-hmm. and you only took breaks, you know, to keep your body, your real body alive. Yep. Um, then every year in the real world, you would live 18,000 lives, 18,000 Roy's or whatever. And Ooh. then over the course of 55 years, you would have lived a million virtual lives. Yeah. So to put that in perspective, if you were born when Jesus was born and then every 70 years you died and were reborn, you'd have only lived about 30 times so far. Oh my God. So you would live a million times in your over your course of your natural real life so i know what you're thinking you're thinking morgs that's a shitload of lives but you will eventually die so it's not a cure for mortality it just means you can live millions and millions of years right Mm -hmm, that's right well let me inception this shit and suggest that maybe (laughs) there are games like this inside the game ah yes you can live like inception the more levels you go down the slower time moves exactly you can live a million game lives and for each of them, you can live a million game within the game lives. Oh. So then you've lived a trillion lives. Holy and then fuck. you can obviously keep inceptioning that until you've lived practically infinite lives. That is, that's fucked. I'd do it. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to sleep tonight. Thanks for that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think uh, I'd do it. I think you just, yeah, I don't know. Do you, do you actually sleep at night, Brad, or they just switch the simulation off? <laughs> to Android's dream, electric dream. <laughs> Fuck it, hell. I'm just thinking about that. That's getting to... the thing, though, is if everyone was doing it, society would fall into a state of disrepair, like almost immediately. I think because you know that's actually that. There's a thought experiment of its own that starts with like that. Yeah, well, because I mean, no one's going to be working as a garbage man if they could be living a fucking alternate life, are they? Robots. Well, well, you'd need yeah, AI guess, yeah. to keep the system in place, bro. Yeah. You need AI and you need, like, functional robots to clear waste and run yeah, things. Yeah, but by the, by the time we can realistically simulate a whole consciousness, yeah. we're going to have, you know, garbage man robots. Ah, uh, yeah. So garbage robots. Garbots. Garbage bots. Garbots. <laughs> garbage droids. <laughs> um, <laughs> and bod racing. <laughs> okay, guys, do you want to move on to the next uh, Rick and Morty mindfuck? Yes. Yeah, you sincerely fucked me now. But <laughs> all right, uh, the other episode, Brad, is called "The Ricks Must Be Crazy," and Rick and Morty travel into the microverse, which is a universe that Rick has created. 
Mm-hmm. And inside that microverse, another person has created a miniature universe and they call it the miniverse. And inside the miniverse, someone created a teeny-verse. So there is yes. a universe with inside a universe with inside a universe that mm-hmm. were all created by somebody in the uh, universe above it. Yeah, to fuel for battery power, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's He did yeah. it to uh, power his... Um, spacecraft or whatever but uh yeah he created an entire universe so how do we know what level we we're on are we the top universe are we the creation of someone in the top universe Uh, are we the bottom universe all i know is that we're not (laughs) uh standing on foot pumps to (laughs) habitually to power someone's car so maybe we're towards the upper echelon (laughs) hopefully (laughs) well let's let's try to keep this um friendly to people who haven't seen the episode um but uh yeah like i think one thing we can be sure of is that either we're the top universe and this process hasn't started yet or we're the bottom universe and this process hasn't started yet you know yeah i would agree so we, I, I, think, I, yeah. I think in that way you can kind of um you can, like we're either the top or the bottom you can kind of take out all the other levels uh-huh. all right what do you think brad yeah well i mean you would no, 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 no. To be honest, you, you would have to be the top or the bottom because if you were in the middle, you'd already be in the process. So, yeah, yeah it, yep. it only makes sense rather than the top or the bottom. And, I, well, I mean, it could it could be that somebody on Earth has created a, a universe and hasn't told um, other people. Like, it's not public well, knowledge, but well, I doubt it. I don't know about you guys, but I've always liked to consider myself a top, so... <laughs> <laughs> the top universe, also known as the power universe. <laughs> Well, if you guys have seen this episode, when somebody um, in the the miniverse realizes that they're the creation of someone in a universe above them, and then that person was a creation in the universe above them, they just they go into a crisis and they commit suicide, right? Yeah, the guy like flies his whatever his craft into the thing because he just realizes that. Well, he decides that nothing he's ever done is meaningful because yeah, it's not real. Yeah. So, Brad, if you if we were in the bottom universe, there mm-hmm. were universes above us that had created us. Would that yeah. mean that, like, that <laughs> everything is pointless? <laughs> is, is there meaning? Oh, it's no more pointless than it is already. So, I mean, I'd, I'd keep on living, if, if that's what you're asking. I wouldn't fly something into something. And would it affect own. the way you lived? Um, I think it would be like a nagging thought in the back of my head, but I don't think it would. I mean, yeah, I mean, a little bit, but it would not enough for me to not want to live anymore. Let's put it that way. Like, uh, there would be certain times when I'd be super depressed and, yeah, you know, life's meaningless, blah, blah, blah. You know, get over it, whatever. Um, <laughs> Toughen up. Yeah, tough enough. Princess. Yeah, pretty much. No, you get what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't think it would affect me enough to not want to live anymore. Like, yeah, that's, that's I'm a already question living I should it, have. Um... So, like, it. it, it doesn't affect my day-to-day life unless they all of a sudden require me to start standing on foot pedals, like I said, in which case I'm, I'm outy. Um, this is probably a question I should have saved for the end of the episode. So, um, yeah, that's, that's fair enough. But uh, here's another question for both of you. Mm-hmm. If, um, if you had the power to create one of these universes yes, for some, <laughs> <laughs> for some personal purpose, so in the episode, um, Rick created the universe as a way to power his... Um, car vehicle battery yeah vehicle battery would yeah. you would you create a universe for some thing to keep your computer running or your tv running or something definitely you would brad yep <laughs> brad uh, would you become god like what then no i have no real interest in being a god of the universe too, too much, much pressure too much pressure yeah i'd i'd be a very hands-off god <laughs> <laughs> what, what about you Morgs? What, what would you do i'm interested um no i definitely wouldn't do it i would it would just um Stress me out too much. Just, I'd feel <laughs> responsible, and if if bad things are happening, I'd feel responsible for the bad things, and if good things are happening, I'd like have a bit of relief. But then the next day, I'd be like, oh, "What's going on?" And you know, presumably, if it's a much smaller universe, time would move a lot faster. Like mm-hmm. in the episode, it's not like he had to wait four point three billion years before they started powering his yeah um, yeah exactly car or whatever. So like, it would be too hard to. Um, get on top of but you know maybe that's maybe that's the way uh god himself feels about our universe just like oh god too much responsibility i'm just gonna hands off let it go like very similar very similar to the uh treehouse of horror episode of the simpsons where lisa created life uh on her tooth yeah oh yeah i remember that yeah so they started warring or something 
Oh, for, I was yeah. wondering where you were going with that for a second. I'm like, what? The ones that... Did they start, like, worshipping Bud or something? Was that the other one? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, I don't have a point. I just wanted to, uh, you know, make that connection. Well, if you guys remember from last season when um, I was rudely interrupted while giving my um, top five Twilight Zone episodes... Um, one of them was called The Little People, and it was about a guy who didn't create a universe, but he discovered like a tiny um, race of people, and he convinced them that he was God, and he got them to build a statue and stuff. And yeah, he just went crazy with the uh, power. So there's good moral in that. Good moral to a lot of old Twilight Zone episodes. So mm. uh, go and check them out. A bit. Um, <laughs> I would just like 50. to correct the record there. You were justly interrupted. <laughs> I think Lachlan edited out the second part where I gave I my did, yes. Yes, top correct. five non-alien episodes. He just kept in the top five alien oh, episodes. Was... And you're lucky that you got that, mate. <laughs> yeah. So without further ado, here are my top five non-alien. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> oh, um, but I think I think this is a good time to move on, switch topics, and um, it's time for everybody's favorite segment, oh, Morgan's no. review review. <laughs> So, <laughs> so, as you can imagine, I had a few uh, easy choices for this week's episode, considering we're talking about uh, epistemology, and um, I decided to go, I was thinking maybe I should get a um, a crappy movie that not many people had seen, but I'll just go with the classic, I'm going to review The Matrix, alright? So <laughs> I, can, I can see how this ties in, go ahead with it. One, two, or three? Uh, the original and the best. Okay, that's the only one worth watching. Yeah, correct. Yes, I agree. Okay. So, The Matrix, or as I call it, the New Testament sci-fi edition, was released <laughs> over Easter weekend oh, in no. 1999, for obvious reasons. The, f- the film follows the story of Jesus, or as he is known in this movie, Thomas Anderson, as he <laughs> learns that he is the foretold saviour of mankind. Hmm, oh, sounds no. familiar. <laughs> Wearing... Wearing a cool leather duster, which is obviously the cyberpunk version of desert robes, this new, or if you will, neo-Jesus, is helped by a <laughs> band of friends, disciples, who all believe that he is the Messiah. Well. Unfor- <laughs> Unfortunately, a proverbial Judas is amongst them, and the Son of Man must face his bleak fate with grace and courage. The rest, as they say, is his story. Capital H-I-S story. Oh, God. <laughs> Blessed are those who have seen this film as it is a masterpiece of science fiction. The fight scenes are over the top in the most perfect way. The shootouts are exhilarating. And when you see the hero dodging bullets in slow motion, you'll understand why the scene immediately became famous and why it is still referenced, parodied, and imitated almost 20 years later. The Matrix successfully updates the story of our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ, and it aims the story precisely at those least likely to consult the Bible for moral guidance. For those who have recently outgrown Harry Potter, or as I call it, the New Testament now with more magic, (laughs) (laughs) the Matrix is is a great next step on your path to pop culture salvation. 9 out of 10. <laughs> well done. That actually brings up uh, a good segue to an interesting conversation Morgan and I had in researching for this topic. Uh, did Jesus just realise that he was in a simulation? <laughs> <laughs> so Lachlan, Lachlan we're going to talk about the Matrix next, obviously, but Lachlan was saying that um, when people realise that they're in the movie, when people realise they're in the Matrix, they can kind of bend the laws of physics a little bit. They can um, do anything they want, basically. Damn. Yeah. Kind of, well, certain people. But anyway, Lachlan was saying we should talk about that, and I said <laughs> maybe that means that uh, Jesus found out that he's, he figured out that we're in a simulation. That's and, right. Uh, that's why he was able to perform these miracles. This could be the basis for the most important religion in the history of the world. <laughs> I uh I have a quick question. How many gunfights was Jesus in? So many. Uh, Brad, are you simpleton? You do not understand allegories, obviously. I could, uh, <laughs> could spend an entire podcast talking about the Christian symbolism and the uh, links between Neo and Jesus, but I don't think Neo you're going in and it. shooting up the train station was like Jesus going to the temple and flipping over all the merchants' tables. <laughs> Probably not, actually, but... <laughs> <laughs> He tried to help no, him. He uh, fucking burnt him. I don't know if you can give spoiler alerts for, uh, like, spoilers for a movie that's nineteen years old. But I mean, Brad, you can't watch the last 
five minutes of that movie and not say that's oh that's exactly what happened to Jesus. Like you know, come on. Yeah, yeah. Neo yeah. was literally crucified. No, he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> of course, he wasn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fuck! I thought you like seen an extended edition or something. <laughs> Like, I do not remember a crucifixion scene. Uh, anyway, so for those who haven't seen the movie, um, the human race is enslaved by artificial intelligence that was created in the early 21st century, and every human on Earth is hooked into a matrix, which is like a virtual reality simulation which resembles the world as it was in 1999. Yeah. So for those who haven't seen it, that's the basic idea. Yeah. Uh, Brad, do you think we're living in the matrix? Um I this is, again. I think we're gonna have to we're gonna have trouble proving that we're not. But I don't think we are because I think we'd be a pretty average battery power source like they are in the movie. I think that's one of the greatest flaws is that we don't actually produce that much electricity. It wasn't about heat and bioluminescence or some shit. I don't know. Mm. Oh, they were using us as batteries. Is the way I think. Yeah, they, they were using us as batteries yeah. because uh, all the pollution had blocked out the sun, so they couldn't use solar. Yeah. Well, Morpheus says in the movie that the humans scorched the sky meaning like they deliberately blocked out the sun because they thought it would kill the yeah um but you know brad if as technology progresses you can power things with less and less um you know voltage or whatever do you think the question isn't about about whether uh can robots be powered by human bodies (laughs) it's do you think that we are in a simulation no no because i think it would uh be much easier just to use this as labor like Oh, God damn it, Brad. <laughs> I'm just saying. It would be easier You're to enslave us than idiot. it would be to put a, build a simulation and keep us in You're shape. missing the point. Right, well... No, that's my let's... point, is that I don't think that they would develop something like this, put us in a oh simulation, God. when it would be easier. Okay, Brad, Brad, Brad let's, let's ditch the Matrix idea and just talk about a, a simulation in general. So, mm-hmm. this it, that we don't have to talk about the preconditions that got us to being in a simulation. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, what do you think the chances are that we are in some kind of simulation? Um, I'd say pretty high, I think, to be honest with you. Really? really? Yeah. Um, Greater than 50%? You'd think it's more than likely? I'd say that it's more than likely, but there's no way to prove it. And again, it it has no real bearing on my existence. Um, Mm. more like, I I think Elon Musk talked about this and I may have discussed it with one of you guys before. Um, right. Well, I've got a quote from Elon Musk and he says, this is a direct quote. Mm. Uh, the odds that we're living in base reality is billions to one. Yes, yeah. And I think we maybe it was you I was talking to about it more. Um, but essentially, yeah, the, the yeah the chance that we are in base reality is very very slim um, because you know time and space and uh, I don't know how to explain it. Um, mm. But you know where I'm getting at is that it, over time, enough time and space and time and space like the progression is four billion years or something just in this universe the chance of um someone having like at the rate at which technology is progressing for us anyway like to track it um not in this lifetime but certainly not that far away assuming that we keep progressing at the same rate or accelerating at the same rate virtual reality like a believable virtual reality won't be too far um and yeah then the chances of us you know actually being a simulation created by someone with that advanced technology obviously rises quite rapidly after that point. Um, I think that's where after I... that point, or like before that point. Before that, well, I don't know. Like the you, the odds won't change if we're in a simulation. That isn't going to be affected by you know like a hundred years in the future if we're able to create lifelike simulations. That doesn't affect the probability now. No, no, but I'm saying in the base reality. Then after yeah. that point, the chances of us being a uh, you know, simulation. One of their creations. Yeah, one of their creations is what I'm saying. It, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so what Elon Musk was saying is that we're soon, like you were saying, Brad, we're soon going to be able to create video game worlds that are indistinguishable from reality. Mm-hmm. So if that is indeed possible, um, then it may have happened in the past with some other universe and their creation is us or we're the yeah. creation of one of their creations. That's what I was trying to say in a, sl- in a much less retarded way. so it's like a it's like a combination of the two things from rick and morty so it's like a video game that's indistinguishable from real life and the possibility of it being recreated inside itself several times like the miniverse thing so our universe could be part of a video game uh inside a universe that itself is actually a video game universe which was created by someone in another so like we don't know how deep this thing could possibly go yeah we could be the first I doubt we're the first iteration, but we could be the first iteration. 
but we could also be the 20th. Think about the video game The Sims. Yes. Right. We could be The Sims. Sims, Sims don't know that they're not real. That is true. <laughs> we could be Sims. Do they have consciousness? I don't remember though. the last time. They could be... <laughs> There could be a little green diamond floating above your head right now, Brad. <laughs> Mine would be so fucking red. <laughs> <laughs> and I piss myself on a frequent basis. So It's like yeah. ultraviolet. You can't see the yeah. icon. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying. And, you know, that's fuck. That's the only way to describe it. It's so fucking... When you start thinking about, oh, man, that's a deep rabbit hole. You do not... I think that's how people go crazy, is they focus on that kind of stuff way too much. Like the yeah. oh, existential business, I think it really fucks with you if that becomes your sole focus. People who've spent their entire lives thinking about this. Yep. And I bet and got nowhere. none of them were healthy, adjusted people. <laughs> it's like, guaranteed it. So, in all of these sort of worlds inside a world, or universe inside a universe thing that we've talked about, mm. it's it's you would assume that the, the universe in the inside would have to, um, or the smaller universe, I mean, would have to experience time differently from the outer universe. Yes. Like I was saying with the Simpsons episode, things progress really quickly. Um, and same with Rick's, you know, um, microverse, because, uh, yeah, what's what's happening in base reality or like the universe above it is able to uh, create a universe below it, then that universe has to, uh, you know, move a lot quicker. So if you think about that in terms of if we were one of those universes the person or the thing that created us and was looking down on us they would see you know let's say every second for them is a thousand years they would see like nothing for so long just like nothing nothing like 4.3 billion years is just like nothing 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 and then if a thousand years for us is only one second for them then like imagine just seeing like yeah the immediate change just from like nothing to like exploring space is like yeah it's crazy in the blink of an eye, our civilization could raise and then disappear. Like you would miss it, like blink and miss it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I just got to go grab well, something yeah, from the other Well, yeah, you could almost literally blink and miss it in that sort of. Yeah, thing. not not literally, but you know what I mean. Like, if we're yeah. say using the analogy, the thousand years is a second. It's like, oh, I just got to grab something from the other room, come back, and you've missed an entire civilization rise and fall. <laughs> it's just back to nothing. Yeah, again. and you're like, oh, nothing's happening here. Oh, well, on to the next planet in the universe. You know? I'll, I'll trash this micro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please don't, benevolent giant universe gods. Well, that's the other thing. Whenever one, like, when one of these things is created, the the creator can usually make themselves small and go into it. So it's like, you know... <laughs> this planet's i'm sick of this place i'm going into a universe i created for myself yeah. <laughs> brad you could be that billionaire with you know 20 girlfriends or whatever if you yeah. that's right did this it's just create a universe that's all hot attractive naked ladies who think i'm a god or something like that yeah <laughs> mm. i mean i wouldn't wouldn't argue i think i get sick of it after a while you know <laughs> It's just too much, you know. It'd be a nice vacation, like hit hit it up you every. Could just create another universe. Hit it up every six months or something, you know. <laughs> create another universe where you're back to being a schlub, and then make make like a beach universe and then like a desert universe. You know. I hate, eight beaches, eight deserts. So <laughs> they're all just holiday universes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Need a weekend off of this universe. Oh uh, no, oh, this holiday is too much. We're going to a different holiday. <laughs> oh man oh that would be a slippery path i'm just bringing beings into existence and then fucking phasing them out because of uh, my fucking whim <laughs> just on a whim that's, yeah on a that's whim. something i wanted to talk about actually yeah. which uh morgs i i didn't see you had in your notes um the morality of the whole thing if we have the ability to create and destroy these universes or simulations even is is what we do to these simulated beings, like if we're doing horrible things to them, is that moral or immoral? Because are they real? Well, I guess that that kind of depends, well, for me anyway, it depends on whether they have um, consciousness and um, can experience pain and suffering. For for example, yeah. say, say that we're in a simulated universe. Yeah. Is, are the puppet masters pulling the strings, you know, causing car accidents and horrible disfigurements and stuff. Is that immoral of them to do so, even though we are a simulated creation of theirs? Well, we again, don't really this is, exist? This is kind of like that idea of, like, you know, if God was real, then he wouldn't let bad things happen. But this could go back to your 
idea that if you created a universe, you'd just be hands off. Like that, you you set things in motion and then just let them happen. Mm. I guess. So I, that's true. But then, is is it immoral for them to switch this simulation off and essentially well, end all these lives that aren't really lives? I guess that's that's a hard thing to um, answer because it's we're here to tackle the hard topics. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Um, it's just if you value um, lives that aren't of your species or of your consciousness, and if if you're aware that other species or other races of uh, you know, like the human race or another race of people or something else has um, consciousness and can experience suffering. And um, yeah, I, I, I guess we'd have to get into that. If you're, I don't know, do dolphins feel pain? No, dolphins feel pain. <laughs> do dolphins have consciousness? <laughs> <laughs> I think if we get down to like brass tacks or whatever, I don't feel I don't feel bad about erasing like a Sims save state but now that that's that's what i'm saying yeah. that's what oh, i'm saying we, yeah. would, playing... we would surely be the sims to them like let's think let's think about it like uh, i get a new computer if you're playing grand theft auto mm. and you go on a killing spree and don't feel run bad over a bunch all. of people yeah. and shoot them up and stuff is that immoral for you to be doing that because yeah well i mean to to those video game characters now you got me all fucked up that's that that's real no, I think this is this is clearly a uh, different thing because the video game characters are programmed by us, and they're programmed. They're not programmed to have consciousness. Like they're how just, do you know? Yeah, how do you know? <laughs> because you're saying how that you don't have a developed yeah. consciousness. There's um, a there's GTA. Online well, you know a lot about computers. Like it's in the it's in the coding. It's hey. just it's just yeah. GTA Online, mate. The servers are running all the time, regardless if anyone's there or not. Hmm? Think about it. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, I think we should all stop playing um, Grand Theft Auto then, obviously. No, I mean, you've got me fucked <laughs> well, up. Well, we, because... should, we should play Grand Theft Auto, but, you know, obey the laws in it, which is a great fun. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good way to play. I've tried to do that have you ever played? <laughs> yeah, have you ever it's played so Grand Theft fucking... Auto and, like, stopped at traffic lights and stuff? Yeah. It's really difficult yeah. to actually know yeah. because shit just gets out of hand really quick. And then you see other cars, like, just flying around and crashing and the cops shooting other people and shit, and you inevitably get pulled into it. And then next thing you know, you've got five stars and you've got a rocket launcher out and you're blowing up anything that comes within 20 feet of you. It just happens. <laughs> what about in Grand Theft Auto? <laughs> <laughs> then I go home and play Grand Theft Auto to de-stress. Um, no, I don't. I, I'm comfortable saying that they don't have um, consciousness. I think you would have to... Like, you'd need some sort of learning algorithms in it. And I don't know if they have, if they have that. But then if... By that you know, same this... token, though, do we have true consciousness? Well, again, this is probably for another episode, but I like the How questions. do you know that I'm real, Morgan? Well, you're probably not real. Um... How... <laughs> <laughs> How do you know that you're not the only conscious being in this reality? Mm, well, I should um... probably be asking Brad these questions, actually. Please don't. <laughs> no, I'll answer this one, because not to sound okay. like a narcissist, and I don't know if, it, uh, if other people did this as well, but when I was growing up i don't know what age i was probably seven or eight i i had this like suspicion that i was the only person in the world and that everything else was like made for me and that you know when people weren't there they were uh <laughs> they ceased to exist as like that even... explains a lot of bad <laughs> <laughs> no i got it <laughs> i got yeah. over it pretty quick i think this is a normal well, I shouldn't say normal, but I think this is a stage in psychology before you realize that other it people is. That's, that's have their true. own, you know, it's one of Piaget, uh, Piaget's stages of development when you realize that other people have minds and that they're separate beings and they can, yes. mm-hmm. yeah. blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I just had that thing for a while where I was just looking around and I was like, does that person actually exist when I'm not here? Man, I had that like two weeks ago. I was driving to work <laughs> and there's a really busy road that I turn onto and it was just empty there was like nothing there and i'm like am i like the only person that exists at the moment like has something gone <laughs> wrong to load this chunk of the world yeah i'm like what the fuck i'm trimming because every time i drive this road there's like 20 30 cars that always like pass me by and i'd done the entire length of the road and nothing not a single car and it should have been busy and then i turned onto another road and then there was a bunch of cars and i'm like all right no we're good um <laughs> but I, I was tripping for that entire road it's like five minute road and i drove the entire thing without seeing a single car and i was like no nah, shit's fucked I, I'm going to be stuck here by myself on this planet for the rest of my life, completely alone. <laughs> um, well, that's like uh, another Simpsons Treehouse of Horror thing, which, like many Simpsons Treehouse of Horror, was based on a 
Twilight Zone oh, episode from the sixties. Everyone should go and watch the Twilight Zone. Um, but <laughs> I, I was just thinking it, it wasn't made when I was seven or eight, and I was having these, you know, suspicions. But imagine if, <laughs> if I'd watched the Truman Show when I was that age. Oh, oh like, yeah, like, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> Stressed out. <laughs> you, you would have taken it like literally because you're autistic that way. I would have taken it like literally, bro. <laughs> yes, correct. Make fun of me. That's fine. Figuratively, <laughs> literally. Yep. You would have, you would have been like looking for cameras and shit. You would have. Oh, I know. You, you would have had to confirm it. That's another thing. How do you know, Brad, that you're not in the Truman Show? How do you know you're not Truman? Um, that boring. It would just <laughs> it would, would have been cancelled by now. Just... I mean, the Truman Show would have been pretty boring as well, let's be honest. No way. He had, like, perfect life, perfect wife, you know, like, as far as the nuclear family is concerned or whatever. Yeah, it did seem like a very sort of put on yeah, but wholesome place. Like just Yeah, exactly, like 50s America or something. Yeah. I suppose if you've never known anything else, it would seem hmm. legitimate. Well, he seemed happy, didn't he? At the start of the movie. Yeah, exactly. They ruined it, really. It's a better show about a guy losing it. everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit like um, The Matrix, actually, because, uh, yeah. you know, the whole blue pill, red pill thing. It's like, do mm. you do you want to know the truth, even if it's an uncomfortable truth? Mm, so, yeah. is, yeah. is reality always preferable to a, um, you know, a safe... Dream World or whatever. Big questions. If you're in the Dream and Show Boys, would you have wanted to be uh, Red Pill? Um, uh, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I preferred his uh, first girlfriend that he wasn't allowed to be with, so I'd probably get out of there and go meet her again. <laughs> no offense to his wife. <laughs> I think uh, I think in, in in the Truman Show, if I found out that the show wasn't real, I would want to get out of there. But if like this was the Matrix. Mm. I think I'd take the blue pill. Ooh. Yeah, I was going to ask before. I think, yeah, the Matrix, it's, it's pretty bleak. <laughs> their, yeah. uh, their existence. Not even, not even just because the outside is like a literal hellscape. <laughs> um, just because, <laughs> like, in in here, like, I've got I've got a family, I've got a son, I've got dogs and stuff, you know. Like, Do you? Everything, everything I know and love. <laughs> Do you really? <laughs> well done, Brad. Good question, <laughs> Good Everything question, I know and love is know? here. How do you know, Lachlan? If if I took the red pill, then it's essentially like every all the people I love die at once, basically. Mm. They're no longer real. Yeah. yeah. Ignorance is bliss. But the other thing is, you would feel you would feel like a coward taking the blue pill. Yeah. I know you, you wouldn't remember that you took the blue pill, but it would be hard to actually swallow it because you're like, ah, oh, this is taking the easy way out. Oh, this, is, yeah. <laughs> this is shit. <laughs> I'm no hero. A hard feel... pill to swallow. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, the their um their existence uh in the underground trying to take back control of the world didn't seem so great. And then uh, even right. if they win, they've got to rebuild the entire world. So that doesn't sound like too much fun. So didn't you probably... see that like techno orgy that they had in one of them? That seemed pretty sweet. <laughs> Do you remember? If that's what you're saying. They're just like dancing there and they're like, boo. And because nothing matters because it's a fucking hellscape. They were just like, yeah, let's fuck. Yeah. <laughs> that seemed pretty legit. Maybe it was worth taking the red pill. I don't know. I also like having, you know, a house and a bed. <laughs> it's been it's been a while since I've watched the um, three films. But now that I've watched the first film and I really liked it, uh, I don't, don't think I'm going to watch the other two. Because yeah. <laughs> no, I can't don't. remember anything from it anyway. So don't, well. don't ruin it for yourself. Yeah, exactly. I mean, take the it might pill. be unfinished, but god damn it is well, so much better than the I mean, garbage they poured out after that. The Matrix is basically the New Testament, and the New Testament doesn't have a sequel because it was perfect. So why does the Matrix <laughs> have sequels? <you> know? <laughs> because it was perfect. <laughs> Right, we're getting a bit off track. Do you want to? We'll talk about um, one more thing, and then we'll wrap it all up. So quickly, uh, you guys might think, well, Brad might think that um, why are we talking about this? Because as you've been saying, Brad, we can never know if we're in a simulation or not, right? I would say that there's no definitive way. Yes. Well, what if I told you that you've already lived in a simulated reality? Because bum, when bum, bum. When, <laughs> when you dream. You are living in a mentally generated world, and while your body is limp and inactive, or, you know, essentially inactive, you are tricked into believing that your body is not limp and inactive. So the dream argument suggests that we can't trust our senses, 
meaning that when you're dreaming, you don't know you're dreaming, and therefore you think the dream world is the real world, at least while you're in it. So the dream argument is that if we admit that our senses can distort reality in some instances, then how can we ever trust our senses? Yeah. Like, we can't see the dream world for the illusion it is while we're in it. So if this world is an illusion too, then presumably we can't figure that out while we're in it. I'd, I'd say it's a pretty weak argument because I've had dreams where I know I'm dreaming. So, I mean, that would yes. be my counter. I yeah. was I was going to bring this up. Lucid dreaming, uh, right? it's, it, Yeah, it's called lucid dreaming, yeah. which is where... Uh, it's something you can train yourself to do. Yeah, I remember um, doing that. It's a freak you, you become aware whilst you're dreaming that you are dreaming. And we, normally when that happens, you wake up. Um, but you can train yourself to become aware and stay asleep and once you're aware that you're dreaming you can do anything yeah it's like jesus in the matrix yeah like jesus in the matrix you can fly you can grow a six foot dick you know (laughs) another one you can like Uh, grow it like put it in a pot plant and grow it yeah if you want you can do all sorts of fucked up (laughs) shit you can go you can go uh <laughs> several, several of them. Yeah, you can go bang a donkey on the moon or something. Whatever you want, you know. Nah, weird. <laughs> Why did that yeah. come into your head? Like, yeah, I know. Stars? <laughs> well, now we know what uh, Logan was doing with his. I was trying dream. to think of something obscure and you know. <laughs> fucking, it's just interesting that that's the first thing that came to your head. That's all. Yeah, <laughs> I think Freud would have a fucking field day with that, mate. Uh, so my point is, <laughs> you like donkeys? That it's. <laughs> It's like the Matrix. Once you're aware that it's not real, you can uh, you can bend reality. Yeah. Oh, bend the donkey over. <laughs> oh, <laughs> On the moon. Eat <laughs> uh, One what giant leap. Animal. I'm glad you guys have uh, you know taken this. We've latched onto the important point here, which is the. Yeah, that's right. Actually, that's right. I actually can't even really um, remember what else he said. <laughs> Jesus. Just. It- we're just stuck on the old out of this world bestiality. So, so if if you did realize that you're in a simulation now, mm-hmm. would you be able to, you know, like Jesus did, make fucking Ocean. water into wine, and split oceans? Oh no, it was Moses. Walk on water? No, Moses. Yeah. Fucking hell, bro. Jesus could have done that as well. He just chose not to. He just walked on top of it. Then, yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, he just could have done whatever he wanted. Just... Over. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I do that lucid dreaming shit. Because you know you've got to, like, keep your mind active while your body goes to sleep? It's really fucking... Yeah. Yeah, yep. and you'd have to, like, think about doing, like, something repetitively or something, like counting. But if yes. you lost track of the yes. number, you'd have to restart and shit. And then, like, yes. you can get stuck in that sleep paralysis part. That that was what freaked yes. me out, yeah. Yeah, you got to mm. you got to kind of just uh, grin and bear it through the sleep paralysis because yeah. uh, it's pretty terrifying. Because everything gets sleep super once, loud yeah. and, oh, fuck, yeah. And I used... I think it was in high school we were talking about doing it and I, like, kept doing it and I, the sleep paralysis part just fucking got me, like... Yeah, it's pretty Your scary. body's not moving and you can just hear everything, like, it's super... Fu- Why does it get so fucking loud? I don't know. <laughs> Trip me shit out. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But I don't... I just... I don't dream very often now, so... I had sleep paralysis You do. You do me. dream very often. Oh, I don't remember it anymore. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, that's that's how my dreams work. I just... I immediately forget it when I wake up. But it, like, yeah. fades. It fades really quickly. No. So yeah. I just don't remember anything, so... It's pretty tragic yeah. when you think about it. <laughs> I know. It's very disappointing. I could be doing something awesome and... I'm, yeah, I'm, like, I'm living a third of my life and I'm forgetting a third of my life. Kind of <laughs> well, yeah. That is tragic. Why'd you have to make it so tragic? Like, before that, I just knew it was tragic, but when you point it out like that, oh, man. <laughs> well, it's not like, when I do remember it, it's not like anything interesting happened that was worth remembering. The only mm. the only ones I could really remember is, like, one time a dinosaur was chasing me and then my dog attacked the dinosaur. Like, what? <laughs> Why do I need to know that? That's just stupid. <laughs> was it Patch? No, it was Pixie, the little tiny one. <laughs> That's a good point, actually. A In a dream, something completely absurd seems normal. So, is that what's happening to us now? Like, are we seeing really weird <laughs> shit all the time, but it just seems normal to us? Trump's president and everyone's like, yeah, <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> We're living in exactly. the best reality of Exactly. <laughs> we're living in the best timeline. Like if you were if you were pulled out of the simulation, would you think that cats were like super weird things and like <laughs> well, why do we let not... these things live in our house? <laughs> we're not discussing your cat alien theory from last Fuck season. Cats, all right? <laughs> <laughs> They're not natural. Yes, they are. They're natural and they're so cute and fuzzy. Naturally murderous and hate-filled. Listen, all right, we all know how pro-cat I am, all right? I love cats, but they, they stress me out when I'm around them. 
I'm gonna get clawed all the time. I just feel like I'm gonna get clawed and attacked all the time. That's just, part of you the can't fun. relax. You can't relax when cats are around. Are you serious? You're always on edge. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's super relaxing. My girlfriend's got a new kitten and it sleeps on my shoulder. It's adorable. Yeah, it's just trying to give you a false sense of security. Biting your, this time. Your vicious killer dogs that you didn't even use to fence in. Now that that cats play the long con. You could... I didn't need to fence my dogs in, Brad. How many people? How many kind loving animals? How many confirmed fatalities did they have? Ten. Zero. Fifteen. Zero. When will the madness Zero. stop? I'm glad you put a fence on them now. That's all I'm saying. I feel like we're getting off track. Right. Yeah, I so love let's... dogs as well. So but, you know. Cats are fucking. Don't talk away. shit about my dogs. Alright, there's nothing I would like more than to listen to you guys arguing about Lockwood's dogs again, because that is quality <laughs> entertainment for me. But I think we should do it off air. So I think we'll just wrap up this episode now. So this is the question that we've already kind of discussed a little bit before, but what does this all mean? If we're brains in vats, if we're in a microverse or a simulation or we're just in a dream, if one of these is true and you can convince yourself that uh, you know, like Elon Musk says, the the odds that we're living in base reality are minuscule. Then, if that's true, or you can convince yourself of it, then does life still have meaning? Does anything actually still matter? And I'll ask Lachlan this first. What do you think, Lachlan? Um, I it definitely doesn't matter. Even even if it is real, I don't think in the grand scheme of things, our day to day lives matter. So. If we're in a simulation, it definitely doesn't matter, even less so. So if you if you were to find out something like this, it wouldn't affect you at all. Um it would it wouldn't change my view on the value of life. <laughs> Which is pretty low, obviously. That's very low. <laughs> <laughs> so would you consider yourself a nihilist looking or just existentialist maybe? Ah, uh, look, I'm trending towards nihilist. <laughs> Oh god, dangerous, oh, dangerous territory. You're gonna be such a whiny <laughs> little bitch in your later years. Ah, it was all meaningless. Ah, what do you think, uh, Brad? Does life have meaning if those things are true? Ah, no, I, I don't think it affects my. Like, I think I said a little bit earlier. I wouldn't. It wouldn't affect my day to day life. It would be like a nagging thought at the back of my mind that would, you know, creep up every now and then when I'm at my darkest moments. But I would just, I would still be able to live my day to day life. I'd probably, if anything, it'd encourage me to do more shit. If you know what I mean, like, oh well, I just, I know I'm a simulation, so I should just go all out. You know, maybe I kill someone. I don't know. But you would, you would still have to, <laughs> you would still have to deal with the consequences. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because inside it, the simulation, yeah. regardless of that, it's still a simulation. It would still be. Essentially... You can't just say to the cops, "Oh, it's a simulation." Yeah, it's exactly. Like Unless me. everyone knows it's a simulation, in which case, then it would just be anarchy. Um, yeah. <laughs> so if I just say I, hypothetically, I was the only person who found out that it was a simulation. Like there was no ifs and or buts in my mind. Like it was just proven beyond a doubt. I think that that wouldn't change. Too much in my day-to-day life, apart from I think I would be more willing to do stuff. I don't know. It's a bit weird. So it, it would improve you. It would make you a more well-rounded person who is more open to experiences and... Yeah, exactly. Because um, I know I am and... like, yeah, well, for the hell of it. I guess maybe all those like pro-life, happy, super happy, over-the-top positive in- individuals, maybe they know something we don't, you know? <laughs> why Why does it make a difference though, Brad? Why does it make a difference? Because I don't know. No, 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 listen, 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 listen. Mm-hmm. Are you listening? I am. Listen. I know exactly uh, what you're going to say as well. What am I going to say? You're going to say, why does it make a difference? Because that's exactly what it's like now anyway. Well, basically, yeah. Why yeah. does it make a difference? I, I, that's because what I was, if I was trying if to say. No, listen, 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 listen. Are you listening? Yes, I'm listening. Alright, so if you're in a simulation, mm. even if you're aware that you're in a simulation, yep. and you know you can't be unplugged from it like the Matrix, Lock it in. you still have to follow the rules of that simulation. Yes. Right. And at the end of it, yes. you're still going to die yes. in that simulation. Yes. So why why would you live your life differently to how you live it now? Oh, I think I figured why it would out. You, yeah. Why I... would you take more risks and do more interesting stuff? Why don't you do that now? Because it's the same rules. No, no, I think I figured it out. Um, essentially right now, one of my key goals in life is progeny like you, mate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I want to leave like a, someone okay. to pass my legacy onto, etc. you know, all that jazz. Spread your seat around. Yeah, yeah. If it's a simulation, I don't feel like I have any drive to do that now. I would just Why? be out trying to experience anything. Because it's a simulation. So? So? Like, the simulation would continue after your uh This is just from what it. I'm saying, mate. That's how I would feel about it. That's... What we're talking about here is the meaning of life. And I know Lachlan's an atheist, so you pr- presumably think that life is meaningless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you think, Brad? Do you think life is meaningless? Oh, fuck, man. I don't know. 
It's <laughs> too much for hungover bread to answer. Oh, it's too much, <laughs> too much for sober bread dance. Like perfectly fresh as a daisy bread dance, with no fucking pre-prep into it. Like fucking one day I wake up and I'm like, yeah, I want fucking six kids and I want to live on a fucking farmstead and fucking chop my own wood and fucking slaughter my own animals and shit. And then the next day I'm like, not a fucking chance. You couldn't pay me enough to be on a fucking farm or do something like that. And then the next day I'm like, I'm just, I'm just going to fucking try and move to Japan. I just want to fucking try that. Like, or the US. I don't know. I can't even make up my fucking mind. I have no what idea. What does this have to do with the uh, meaning of life? About? I'm just saying is that literally I have no idea. Like from day to day, my goals in life and my literate, like the what defines me as a person changes. It's fucking retarded. I haven't made up my mind yet. So yeah. <laughs> you're, you're I have just no a ball idea of about, chaos. Yeah, Inside your head is just chaos. You the got no... It's just sort of fucking yeah, ball of chaos. Let's go with that. No structure or whatever. Yeah. Okay, well, um, I asked this question, but I'll answer it as well. So um, I think uh, the, the the big joke of this all is like what Brad said. It's um, none of this is knowable. So we, we don't yeah. actually, we can't actually figure it out. So um, it's tempting to become a nihilist like Lachlan, of course. But <laughs> my opinion is that, that um, either all the stuff we talked about today is what really matters and therefore nothing on earth matters. Or it's the exact opposite. So that none of this stuff matters um, precisely because it's unknowable and we've got things to worry about on Earth and that's what we should be focusing on. So like, I think it's good to think about these things and think about the universe and our place in it. But after a while, you're just wasting time thinking about things that are unknowable mm. and there is a limit to your capacity to understand these things anyway. So, And in the, in the meantime, there are things to do with down here uh, because, I mean, one thing is for certain is that suffering exists. So meaning can... At the very least, meaning can be derived from trying to mitigate suffering, mitigate suffering. So, in the in the grand scheme of things, it may only make the tiniest difference. Maybe it's an infinitesimal difference, but to the person that you help, if you make their life better, it makes all the difference in the world to them. Mm. So, I think we should all just be individuals and try to find meaning in our own lives rather than trying to worry about our place in the entirety of all existence. And if it was all well, if it was all pointless in the end, then what would have been a better way to live your life? Like, what would have been a life better lived? Would it have been better to live life without trying to find meaning and just uh, being you're, a cynical you're arguing, dickhead nihilist like Lachlan? <laughs> you're, arguing, you're arguing my point. I just didn't uh, expand on it like you have. I, I think life, in the grand scheme of things, is pointless, but in your day-to-day life, you should try and find some pleasure in it. That's not exactly what I said. No, well, not about pleasure. Try to find meaning... Yeah, like, a... okay, pleasure, meaning, you know. I think exactly. he was using them synonymously there. Like, yeah. Pleasure Thank you, Brad. is meaning. Pleasure is Meaning not... is pleasure. <laughs> no, they're not uh, synonymous. That's totally different. <laughs> no, I said he Look, was we're using arguing them semantics. synonymously, not that they are we're, synonymous. We're arguing semantics. It's the same, It's we're arguing the same point. But you're saying that life is meaningless. I'm saying you need to find meaning in your life. Yeah, life <laughs> it, as a whole yeah. is meaningless. Uh, like, in this... Regardless of simulation or not, in this enormous universe, we are merely but a blip uh, on the on the timeline of history, according to you. So, well, yes, according to me. So, <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> <laughs> I love it when you guys turn on each other. It's so much better so... than when you're both fucking against me. <laughs> Shut up, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brad, you dig it. So. That, that, that's what I'm saying. Life as a whole is meaningless. So, from day to day, in your tiny little meaningless life, <laughs> you should you should still try and find some happiness. Yeah, but I'm not talking about finding happiness. I'm talking about finding meaning. What, trying to... Having meaning doesn't make you happy. No, it's not. It's not about <laughs> happy. Like I don't know how you're defining happy, but if you mean like satisfied and fulfilled and. Yeah. Um, you know, creating a better a, a world around you, maybe not the entire world around you, but if you create a better world, uh, you know, in your immediate presence that you make your wife's life better, you make your yeah, child's life better, I mean. your extended family, and you just keep moving it out like that, then you can sort of get some satisfaction out of making yeah. the world a better place. But that's, it's not about I mean. like, oh, I jerked off today and that made me happy. Or, no, watch... come on, man. Jesus No, you Christ. were saying trying to find pleasure in your day-to-day life. Like, ah, you're a hot dog get out and... of it. You, you know, what? No, well, that's not what he was talk. saying. I don't know how you didn't understand. What does pleasure that? mean? What do you think pleasure <laughs> Thank means? Thank you, Brad. Brad. Well, when he said pleasure or happiness, it's the same. You find happiness in the meaning yeah. that you find around your life. Like that's that. Right. I don't see how this is such a foreign concept to you, apart from the fact that you're slightly autistic sometimes when he's, it comes to this shit. He's a fucking robot. Yes, <laughs> that's what I mean. He what was, is I'm happiness? not saying that happiness. <laughs> 
and meaning are synonymous. He was using them synonymously. Thank you, Brad. It's not often that... that... It's not often that, uh, A, Brad understands what I'm saying, and B, he actually comes out to bat for me. Yeah. Well, no, that was just retarded. What was like, oh, yeah, jerking off, I'm happy because I jerked off. Yep, then that's the same Lachlan as finding meaning. specifically used the word pleasure. Yeah, pleasure, okay. happiness. I, I misspoke. We are arguing semantics. Yeah, okay. I'm happy, to, I'm happy to accept that, but like, you can understand why I wanted to make a distinction between pleasure, which a lot of yes. people would think like, oh, because I'm you're drinking a, robot a can of Coke. And I you don't, don't understand I, the common man I, speech. I, I don't think many people's minds went to, oh, I jerked off today. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I was giving, like, a hyperbolic example, obviously, but I mean, you know, like, you're pleasure because you watch a TV show. Or... Uh, when I said pleasure, I meant fucking a donkey on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> While lucid dream, like, lucid dream. Yeah. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. No, as soon as he said, find pleasure in your life, I knew exactly what he was talking about, which Thank is you, a Brad. pretty common saying, like, finding pleasure in your life, but it could be uh, the meaning... Yeah brings about the pleasure in your life it's it's it yeah that's right said find right. pleasure in your day-to-day life i think ah, oh, for fuck's fuck sake <laughs> just just let it go you robot <laughs> <laughs> does not compute <laughs> all right you guys are annoying um <laughs> um so um yeah. make your life meaningful yeah. and that's about it um, and that will bring you happiness and pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> Remember to masturbate yeah. daily. Thanks for listening. That's right. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Check us out on uh, Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, iTunes. Uh, and the blog. Shit. Check the blog. Blog's great. Check the blog. Yep. Yeah. Have a look at the blog. Blog is fantastic. We're going to have a donkey getting fucked on the moon. <laughs> the <blog. laughs> I'll, I'll try to work some Photoshop. <laughs>